Well, good morning. Welcome to Connection Point Church Online. I want to just say thank you this morning for joining us here online. This is not the way we intended to start the, the year off by not gathering together, but yet I guess we are gathering together. We're just doing it a little differently. We're doing it virtually. So welcome to Connection Point Church Online, first Sunday, 2021. Listen, as, as 2020 was, was coming to a close, I began to see more and more people post about how glad they were that 2020 was ending and 2021 was about to begin. But the fact is, that's not much different than any other year, is it? We, we see that year after year. Listen, if you go back and look at uh, social media from the end of 2019, you will see so many people talking about how glad they were that 2019 was about to end and 2020 was about to begin. You can go back for the last 10 years and see this repeat itself over and over again. People ready for one year to end and another to begin. And I'm not here today to, to bust your 2021 bubble, but let me just tell you this. Nothing magical happened at 12.01 on January 1st, 2021. Just like nothing magical happened on January 1st of any previous year. When January 1st rolled around, can I just tell you, COVID didn't magically disappear. In fact, our January 1st included a two-hour visit to the urgent care where Rachel was given the diagnosis of pneumonia in both lungs. The effects of COVID on her didn't disappear just because 2020 ended and 2021 began. Can I tell you this? Those Christmas bills you've got coming, they aren't disappearing just because 2020 is over and 2021 is about to begin, or has begun. The th they're still going to come. The mail is still going to drop them off. The thing that happened at 12 o'clock on January 1st was this. The date on the calendar changed. That's it. Nothing miraculous happened simply because a new year dawned. And if there's truly nothing magical or miraculous in it, why is it people are always so eager to leave one year and begin a new one? Maybe a little easier to answer for 2020 than other years. But, but let me just pose this. Could it be because people are maybe looking for a second chance? Could it be that, that people began something in one year and didn't quite get to finish it and they're, they're looking for a do-over? Could it be that people uh, started some New Year's resolutions that disappeared somewhere before spring entered and they want to try again? See, we like a new year because it gives us opportunity to start fresh. It gives us a second chance. It is 2021, and it is a new year. And though nothing miraculous happened because the date changed, something miraculous can happen if you would begin to live out the Word of God. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.17 with me. 
says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If you've been with us for any amount of time here at Connection Point, you'll, you'll know that I, I've said over and over again, the Bible is full of promises. But you'll also know that I've said that the promises, most of them are if-then statements. In, in other words, you'll see the promise begin with if and then immediately followed with a then. If you do this, you can expect this. If you confess with your mouth, you will be saved. If you believe in me, you will have eternal life. If you follow my commands, you will be blessed. If you ask in my name, you will receive. Each promise preceded with an if. And here in this verse, you see if. If anyone is in Christ, it then tells you you can expect to be a new creation. So if God's word is true, his God, and God's Word gives us a promise, why is it that we often settle for something less than what is promised? So many people aren't living their lives as new creations, but simply an improved version of who they used to be. Listen, and an, an improved version of, of your old self may be okay if you weren't promised something better. If, if in 2021, if we're going to walk in all that God has willed for our lives, we're going to have to realize we can't do it as an improved version of our old self. We, we can't do it in our own strength. We only can do it by the grace of God. It's His grace that enables us, that empowers us to do those things that we could not do on our own. Look at uh, Titus 2 with me. Titus 2 Verse number 11 says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. In other words, we didn't save ourselves. It was by the grace of God that appeared to all men. We can't change ourselves, but, but because Christ lives in us, we can change from the inside out. See, God changes you by placing a new heart in you. God's Word tells us in Ezekiel, I'll give you a new heart, put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Walking this out, walking this life out as a new creation, what that does is it makes you new from the inside out. Oftentimes what we try to do is, is do actions in our life that make us look different without really changing who we are internally. And when we do that, what we're really doing is trying to keep the old covenant. See, if, if you're more focused on doing rather than being, all you'll be doing is trying to be a better old you. I don't know about you, but, but my old me wasn't so great. My old me was just a little messed up. I don't want to simply be a better version of my old messed up self. See, in our old self, we have limits. We, we can keep up an appearance for so long, 
We cannot do those, those certain things that we shouldn't do for so long, whether that's, whether that's alcohol, drugs, pornography, the way we treat others, negative words we may say to people. We, we, we can say the right things for so long. We can not do the, the wrong things for so long. We cannot say the wrong things for so long, but so long eventually comes to an end. And if we've only changed behavior and haven't become something new, the old us will rise up again and the flesh will take over. We begin falling back into old habits. Listen, that's the way it was before Christ went to the cross. It's not the way that, that we are intended to live in Him. Before the new covenant, people would sin and then they would have to make a blood sacrifice to atone for their sin. This would cover their sin. It would wash them clean. But listen, it didn't do anything for the guilt and for the shame. It simply covered the sin. Now, Hebrews 9 does a great job of walking us through this. The writer of Hebrews opens that chapter up by talking about the tabernacle and how it was set up. And, and you should go back and look at that this week, but we're not going to look at all of chapter 9 today. But look at verse number 9 real quick with me. It says, It was symbolic for the present time in which both gifts and sacrifice are offered, which cannot make him who performed the service perfect in regard to the conscience. In chapter 9, he's saying... Under the old covenant, sacrifices were made in a place that was made from earthly hands. The place that the sacrifice were made and the holy of holies was simply this. It was a copy. The writer in verse number 24 says this, For Christ has not entered the holy place made with hands, which are, which, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Listen, Jesus didn't have to enter over and over and over again. He didn't have to continually offer himself up. He did it once and for all. He did not just cover your sin. He erased your sin. If you got your Bibles, go ahead and turn over to chapter 10 of Hebrews with me. I want to quickly go through a few verses here this morning. We're going to begin in verse number 11. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 11 says this, Every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. L look at that again. It can never take away sins. It would cover the sin, but would not take it away. Verse number 12, he says this, But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. From that time, waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. He's saying here that we won't have to go in and continually make sacrifice after sacrifice. It says, by one sacrifice, he made perfect forever those who are being made holy. The old way was never meant to be the perfect way. The old way was set up so that we would understand that we needed something greater. The old way would make you clean, but it would not take away the shame. Verse number 15 
But the Holy Spirit also witnesses to us, for after he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds, and I will write them. Here, here we're being told that his laws and his precepts, they're written on our hearts. We no longer have to, to be given this list or this set of rules to keep. We've got them written on our hearts and on our minds. We don't have to read them and try to keep them. And then in verse number 17, it says this. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. This is one of my favorite verses. Their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. How great is that? He, he says, I will remember them no more. You mess up and people are going to remember. You do someone wrong, they're never going to let you forget. But God said, yeah, you screwed up, but the blood of Jesus is so pure, the sacrifice that, that was made was so perfect and great, it doesn't just cover your sin, it erases your sin as if it never happened. Some of you, I feel, have not grasped this in your life up to this point. You're still hanging on to shame and regret. You're hanging on to shame and regret for something that God says, I washed it away. Church, how amazing is God's grace? He said, I will remember no more. You, you, yet you keep bringing up this old sin, you keep bringing up these past mistakes, and you keep saying, I'm sorry, and he's saying to you, for what? It's gone. You're clean. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Live in the new you. Stop bringing up the sins of the old self. So how do we do it? How do we live in this new us? How do we have an incredible 2000 or in 21. Well, he gives us some some great some great things to do here beginning in verse number 9. He gives us a a template. Verse number 19 says this. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holy of holies, holy of enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Can I get an amen to that? And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. In verse 25, I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Thank you for meeting together online today. I know we're not meeting in person, but we are meeting together. 
Here in this passage, we are told that real change doesn't happen through keeping a set of rules. It happens because of relationship. It happens because God has made you new through Christ. You're not going to become new by trying to do right. We, we try that every year with our set of resolutions. We, we put down a list of things that we got to do to be more right. It's by the grace of God that you are made new. And it's Him living in you and through you that brings real change in your life. If you begin living your life in the Spirit, you won't, you won't need to be waiting on a calendar to flip a date for a second chance. He's given you a second chance right now. You are made right because of the blood of Jesus. We can now do something that we could not do under the old covenant, and that is we can enter in to the Holy of Holies. You can enter into the Holy of Holies because of the blood of Jesus. The, holies, uh, the Holy of Holies is the place of intimacy. It's a place of relationship. You want 2021 to be your best year? Then allow the change to happen from the inside. Those outside things that you, you put your list together and you try to do year after year, listen. Let God change you from the inside and God will fix the things on the outside. After all, he said, I've put on their hearts and I've written it on their minds. You already know what you need to do. He's written it on your hearts. Start living out your life following the guidance and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Real change happens on the inside and is manifested on the outside. Now, here in this passage, he, he gives us some, some things that we can do that will help us to have lasting change. There are things that will help us to have a great 2021 and, and a great life beyond 21. He gives us th some things that will help us to become the new person that he has created us to be. The first thing he says is this, let us draw near to God. You want a miraculous 2021? Then listen to what his word is saying. And, and, and listen, make intimacy a priority. He says, let us draw near to God. If you, if you don't want an improved old life, but you want a, a new life, then you got to draw near to God. you got to make intimacy a priority in your life. Church, he wants intimacy with you. And intimacy happens through spending time together. Listen, Paul says, pray without ceasing. So are you in constant communication with him? Are you worshiping him? Do you, do you come into the church and occasionally sing a song or repeat a lyric? Are you truly living a life of worship? His word says he inhabits the praise of his people. If you want him to be in your midst, Begin to be a worshiper. Create the right atmosphere in your home and in your life and in the car. We're told if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. The Father wants to be close to you. He wants intimacy with you. If you want change to happen in your life, draw near to him. Spend time with him. Secondly, he says, let us hold fast. You want a great 2021? Then listen to what God is saying to you in His Word. 
Make his word a priority. Oh, I, Pastor Todd, I ain't got time to, to, to open the Bible every day. You got time to binge watch every Netflix show that comes out. How about trying to binge on his word for just a little bit? Daily spend time in the word. You know him through knowing his word. Paul tells us in Romans 12 that we are transformed, be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We've got to wash ourselves in the Word. When we do this, we know His Word and we know what His promises are. And when we know what they are, we can hold fast to our hope because we know the one who offers and promises hope is faithful. David says, I meditate on His Word. I know you probably have read the Bible down on your New Year's resolution, and that's great. But, but don't do it so you can simply take and mark it off to say, I did it. Read the Word so you get it down in your heart. Read the Word so that you may not sin against Him. Resolutions often fail for the same reason the Old Covenant did. It dealt with outward behavior instead of internal change. Thirdly, he says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on in, in love, toward love and good deeds. So let me ask you, how are you doing in this area? It's all about serving one another. You want a great life? You want a great 2021? Let me tell you, make serving a priority. Mark 10, 45 says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life for a ransom, as a ransom for many. So let me ask you, where are you serving? If not, why not? Listen, church, there's, there's plenty of opportunity here to serve. I know we're not meeting in person today, and, and we're doing this virtually online, but can I just tell you, service doesn't happen without, our, our, our Sunday service doesn't happen without someone serving. Floors need vacuumed, trash needs taken out, windows need clean, coffee needs made, kids need taught, babies need rocked, songs need sung, videos need played. People need welcomed, both in person and online. You, you, you want to walk in the new you? Start by serving. Serving makes you more like Jesus. And it helps to wa- welcome in those people who do not know him, whether that's online or here in person. How welcoming is it when, when nobody is here, when we're meeting in person, to point someone in the right direction. When, when, when someone comes in and trashes on the floor and, and nobody is in the, the, the kids' area to help visitors with their children. What happens when someone walks through the door and they're at the end of their rope and all they're hoping for is maybe a hello? But you decided, you know what, I'm just not feeling it today and decided not to show up. What if God intended for you to be the one to welcome that person? You want a miraculous 2021? Make intimacy with God a priority. 
Make the Word of God a priority. Make serving others a priority. And finally, he says, let us not give up the habit of meeting together and let us encourage one another. Make encouragement a priority. Listen, that's, that's whether you're here in person in the near future or whether you're online. Encourage one another. Church attendance isn't just so you can check off a box. One of the most basic reasons for church attendance is to encourage one another. Jesus said the world will know you are my disciples by the way that you love one another. Some of you are battling with the same issues over and over again. You're battling the same addiction, battling the same demons, battling the same old self, and wonder why. Could it maybe be in part because church attendance hasn't been a priority? And because of this, you're not even connecting with other believers at the most basic level? You're not getting encouraged because you're not getting connected? Listen, unless you're out of town on vacation or at work, or in, unless you got a fever that you're going to spread COVID, you need to be in church. If you got a job that, that makes you miss more Sundays than not, maybe it's time to look for another job. How can you be a part of encouraging one another if you're not here? All of this stems around relationship. And how do you have a good relationship with God? You draw near to Him. You get in the Word. Serving others helps you to become more like Him, but listen, it also begins to help you develop relationships with others. And how do you develop relationships with others? By being with them. Be here on Sunday, but beyond that, connect with others. Be willing to lead a small group. Be a part of a small group. Come to a Bible study. When we have events and when we have get-togethers, be a part of them. I can tell you this, 2021 did not start off the way that Rachel and I had intended. We didn't want to spend our first day of the year at the urgent care. We didn't want to get the, the report that said you've got pneumonia in both lungs. We, we didn't want the, the year to start off with Rachel up at 1 and 2 o'clock in the morning just trying to make sure she could catch her breath. That's not how we envisioned this year to start. But can I tell you this? We also don't believe the year is, is shot. We don't believe the year is over because it didn't start the way that we had wanted it to. And even though the enemy would love nothing more than to discourage us, the Holy Spirit has used you to encourage us. We have had so many calls, so many texts, so many messages, so many offers of help from so many of you that we have truly been encouraged. Thank you for being an encourager to our family. Thank you for your prayers. You have helped to remind us of God's faithfulness. You've helped to remind us of His grace that covers us, for His grace that enables us. Church, you don't have to repeat the same mistakes year after year. You don't have to wait 
till you get to the beginning of a new year to start over. This year doesn't have to be a repeat of 2020 if you would walk in God's amazing grace. If you do, His grace will enable you to be all that He has called you to be. His grace will will enable you to, to, to see yourself doing things that you could never imagine or dream up on your own. Church, He's not making you a better you. His word says that he makes you a new creation. That's all of you. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You don't have to wait for the start of a year for a second chance. His mercies are new every morning. And that means every morning that you wake up and every morning that you take a breath, you have a second chance. Can we step into that second chance today? If you want 2021 to be better than 2020, draw near to God. Get to know Him through His Word. Serve others. Encourage others. If you do these things, I believe you are going to have a great year. Can I tell you, I am believing great things in 2021 for you and for me. And because you and I, we are the church, I'm believing for a great 21 for this church as well. Amen? Let's pray.